0: thinkers and doers share their projects initiatives thoughts and insights on creating a better world you can find all the stories links and other great content at impactboom.org follow us on facebook or twitter for the latest updates or subscribe to the newsletter or on itunes
1: thank you for listening to episode 147 of impact boom my name is gary fordry I am a contributing editor here at Impact Boom, and I am passionate about bringing you the latest interviews and insights to help you create positive social impact. Today, we will be talking about the European Social Innovation Competition with one of its organizers and two of the winners. First up is Janet Southern McCormick, who is a program manager at Nesta's Challenge Prize Centre in London. Janet, thanks so much for joining us today. To kick things off, what is the European Social Innovation Competition?
2: The European Social Innovation Competition is led by Nesta and includes partners Kennisland, Ashoka Spain, the European Network of Living Labs and Schultz and & Friends. It was launched in memory of Diogo Vasconcelos, a Portuguese leader who focused on fostering innovation to address some of the great societal challenges of our time. And the competition aims to promote social innovation across Europe. It's all about supporting new ideas, whether they come from established teams that are trying something new, or individuals who may be starting a project for the very first time. Every year there is a dedicated theme, and this will focus on a societal challenge that requires fresh thinking to create new solutions.
1: Fantastic. So how exactly does it work?
2: Well, across the EU and Horizon 2020 countries, anyone who has an idea that aligns to the competition's theme can submit an application, and and that's what makes the competition inclusive. All applications that are eligible are reviewed by our panel of expert judges who select the top-scoring 30 applications to be semi-finalists. So over the following months, these semi-finalists access various components of the support package we provide this includes everything from exclusive webinars to -to one-to-one coaching workshops and it culminates in a residential social innovation academy after the academy we ask projects to submit a detailed development plan and this really further builds out their idea these plans are submitted to our expert judges again and they review those Against the evaluation criteria and select 10 top scoring projects to be finalists. And of these, three winners are selected to each receive 50,000 euro to help develop their ideas further. We officially announce the winners at an awards ceremony in Brussels every year.
1: Great. So, how did the competition go in 2018?
2: Well, in 2018, the theme was Rethink Local, and that was all about finding the most innovative projects that empower young people to participate fully in a changing economy. We are living in a globalised world, and as cities grow larger, we know that we're receiving many benefits, but there is a definite flip side. Often, communities suffer as employment solutions favour mobility, and communities can actually suffer the brain drain effect. So therefore, what we need are employment solutions that allow people to stay in their communities and respond to community needs to really grow and thrive at an individual level rather than moving on to urban centres that are already saturated and also leaving communities left behind effectively. So in terms of the actual running of last year's competition, we launched that in Paris in France in February of 2018. And in July, we held our Residential Social Innovation Academy in Cluj, Romania. Our final event of the year was the awards ceremony, and that was hosted in Brussels in Belgium. So we had three great projects winning the 2018 competition Rethink Local. And these were Heritage Lab from Slovenia, Career Bus from Romania and Ulysses from Italy.
1: Fantastic. We're now going to speak to Armina Cebu from the Career Bus team. Based in Romania, Career Bus were one of three 2018 winners of the competition. To kick things off, could you please tell us about the issue you are trying to tackle?
3: Our project is um, related to career orientation for uh, young people. and. Uh, In uh, Romania, uh, currently, a career counselor has about 800 youth that he or she should meet uh, during a school year to counsel. Many people don't have any idea what professions uh, would suit them or what professions they would like to have. So what we are trying to do with this project is to reach smaller cities and villages where youth, especially 13 to 19-year-olds, have never heard of uh, having other options than what they saw uh, in their family or uh, at their neighbors. And to understand that out there, there's a big world, and there are many professions that they could have if they uh, developed the right skills for them.
1: Fantastic. So could you tell us about Career Bus and why you've settled on this approach?
3: Career Bus is done by two NGOs. We have had pilots and a different other project where we go to these rural communities and smaller cities and have an intervention. And notice that this helps people very much. And even though it's not necessarily cost effective, it's more helpful than asking them come to a specific location so for example we could have organized a museum or multimedia interactive room in a city and help bring uh, people there but that would have been much more difficult so we called it career bus because we take the bus to go to their specific location and thus deliver career orientation workshops a -a half-a-day workshop That consists of a board game, career orientation test, and augmented reality applications through which they can see what the profession means and what they would do. Hopefully, that after this uh, half a day to one day interaction with us, they would be more prepared to ask the right questions to their career counselors or their main teachers or their parents so that they get to choose the, the profession that suits them. Because this is a real issue in Romania, about uh, 70, 70% of people over 20-something years old have uh, realized that they chose a profession that doesn't suit them and are actually having a job in a different in an industry totally different from what their education was. Okay. Fantastic. And could
1: you share a little about your experiences on the European Social Innovation Competition and how it helped you and the project?
3: Uh, Yes, it was very helpful because in Romania, most of the NGOs are used to uh, finding a way to support their projects financially. That is usually via a grant, so to say and they need to find creative ways of supporting their project without the support of uh, institutions. So during this competition, we actually found out that we could create a project that is also a business. So basically in Romania right now, the concept of social innovation or social entrepreneurship is very, very little known. And you're either an NGO that is based on the sponsorships and um, grants, but mostly sponsorships, or you are a company. So during this competition, we learned how we could actually have an impact, a social impact, and still make a profit out of this, so that we could also support the whole organization and structure and the people that invest in this. I think this was the biggest aha moment. The fresh idea for Romania, at least, that we could make impactful projects while being a company instead of being an NGO. Okay,
1: great. And what are your plans for the future of Bus, including using prize money that you got from the competition?
3: Yes, we actually started (laughs) the project today Uh, was the first uh, official workshop day. We've designed a career orientation board game. We are really happy about it. Uh, We've tested it in the previous weeks and improved it. And after several iterations, today we delivered it to two groups, a group of 12 years old and another group of 15 years old. And we are doing this in one county, Arjesh County. Uh, Our goal was to reach uh, 300 euros this year, and I think that we can go for double. So we started uh, in uh, Argesh County, and we'll continue with Vulture County, which is a nearby county. And we already have some um, companies that were approached by the sales team that are interested in investing in uh, buying the game and the time of the trainer so that they would come to some cities to their school, the schools that they would like to support in going through this experience. So, I think that <laughs> the feeling, actually, the first uh, impression is that everything is moving very fast, <laughs> and people are really open. I think that the, the communication from European level also helped a lot in the media during the previous months, and everyone is very receptive. So, I think that this school year, which ends in June, is going to be full of uh, work (laughs) and we're probably going to overpass the goal that we put in the development plan.
1: Amazing, that sounds very exciting, thank you. We're now going to speak to Matej Strauss from Heritage Lab in Slovenia, another 2018 winner. To kick things off, could you please tell us about the issue that you're trying to tackle?
4: Uh, Yeah, so actually the the whole thing emerged in Idria from what we have been working on for the past five years. So, Idria is a really small place, actually, it has 6,000 people in the west of Slovenia. It is a former mercury mining town, but the mine closed. The town itself found a way out, especially because the automotive industry developed here, and now the town is quite important regarding automotive industry, and the heritage here was quite quite well preserved. What us, the young generation, saw as a problem or as a challenge was that if you don't study something that is related to industry, basically you have to move out. And uh, all this heritage that is around here everywhere in a way does not offer much employment opportunities. Five years ago, as a group of students. We started the AIDS association, which wanted to, you know, create some new opportunities within the heritage sector and just look at the heritage from a different way, and hopefully create some new opportunities for the young people. This is actually we've been we've been doing this for a few years. Very unstructured. No big plan, just a bunch of guys, you know, trying to improve something in the local community. And yeah, this is is how we got to where we are at the moment or where we were last year before we applied to the EU Social Innovation Competition.
1: Okay, fantastic. And so that led you to start Heritage Lab. Could you please explain the project and what you're trying to do?
4: Just like uh, the EU competition was wanted, actually, was to rethink local. And in a way, we've been doing this, as I said, for the fa- for the past five years. Only that now we imagine what would happen if we would be innovating in the field of heritage more structured, you know, more in a more professional way, and of course with clearer go- clearer goals. And this is how Heritage Lab emerged. In a way, what we thought of Heritage Lab was an incubator that would help young people, young people like us or younger, uh, our colleagues, to identify new opportunities within the heritage sector and develop them into business ideas. Strangely, there are not many incubators that do such things because heritage, cultural heritage, in a way, it is a bit rigid sector, and it actually maybe scares some entrepreneurs from entering it. And we wanted to change it, just change this this heritage lab.
1: Amazing! And
4: Thank you. After the after we won the European Social Innovation Competition, actually we got uh, a lot of positive feedback and motivation to actually work on this idea, on this concept, because. Until the competition, of course, it was just a concept. And in the in the weeks after the you know, the award ceremony, while we were thinking how to implement it and how to proceed, we contacted with Arctur, which is a high high performance computing company from Slovenia, which also had the same wish and the same uh, ambition to enter the heritage sector and and create new opportunities, especially to rethink cultural heritage using the digital solution. Last month, in, in January, we've agreed on, on how we how we are proceeding, so now Heritage Lab is a cooperation between an IT company, which will help with the scaling of the whole idea. And we are just now in the process of selecting the the ideas, the proposals. We are now gathering the business mentors and heritage
1: experts that will help young people, but not only young people, in developing new ideas. Fantastic. And could you explain exactly what you mean by heritage?
4: Actually, for us, from Idria, cultural heritage is basically everything that is around us. So in our context, basically, the architecture around us, what we eat, and how we spend our free time. For for us, cultural heritage is part of our life. It's part of our identity. I mean, what, what's interesting about heritage, cultural heritage, is that, of course, it's unique anywhere you go.
1: Brilliant. Thank you. And could you tell us a little about your experience on the European Social Innovation Competition and what you learned from it?
4: a special benefit or an advantage was the mentor that we got who guided us preparing uh, the documentation, the further documentation that we were supposed to prepare and uh, also meeting other social entrepreneurs and social innovators was a very valuable experience. You know, on one hand, we saw what our competition is doing, but on the other hand, also we we got inspired because we so from how many different angles people can, can address the same issue. So the issue of rethinking local communities and, and using local assets for creating new opportunities for young people.
1: Brilliant. Thank you. Finally, could you share what your hopes or plans are for the future of Heritage Lab?
4: So at the moment, we are working in a way on, in a way on two different levels. Uh, One is the local level of Idria. And as I said, we are now here in the process of starting the whole uh, mentorship program. While the other level is uh, maybe a bit more meta level. And this is where we are working with Arctur, the IT company, on establishing uh, an ecosystem that would require digital tools that can be used within cultural heritage. Then the skill sets which are much needed in the cultural heritage sphere or in the cultural heritage sector to bring and to facilitate these uh, innovations further. When we talk about bringing uh, new services and new products based on heritage to new markets, we are actually talking about Tourism 4.0, which is an initiative led by Arctur and our consortium, companies and universities that aims to bring the idea of Internet of Things and Industry 4.0 into the tourism sector. And here, uh, our company actually is leading the research project at the moment, and we are doing the, the research on how to, in a way, bring these new technologies into the, the tourism sector. And we
1: see here many many possible connections between cultural heritage and sustainable tourism. Brilliant, thank you. So we've just heard about the 2018 edition of the competition. And now I'm back with Janet from Nesta to talk about 2019. So Janet, what are the plans for this year?
2: Well, it's very exciting. The 2019 competition launched on the 28th of February in Ljubljana, Slovenia and we were actually really lucky to have Heritage Lab attend and they shared a little bit of insight in terms of their experience on the European Social Innovation Competition. At the event we also officially launched the 2019 theme which I'm very happy to announce is Challenging Plastic Waste. So we're looking for the most innovative projects, products, services, business models or collaborations that tackle plastic waste.
1: Fantastic. So if some of our listeners are sitting at home and they've got an idea about how we can reduce the level of plastic waste in our society, what do they do? How do they apply?
2: Well, if you do have an idea and you're interested in applying to the competition, please go to our website, which is www.eusic.org. The deadline for applications is the 4th of April.
1: That's very exciting, Janet, and thank you so much for joining us today. The European Social Innovation Competition is funded by the European Commission. Anyone aged 18 and above who is based in an EU member state or Horizon 2020 associated country can enter. Entries are assessed based on their potential innovation, impact, sustainability and scale.
0: Thanks for listening to Impact Boom.